everyone. Welcome back to Board Box. I'm Sophie. I'm Clifford. I'm Lily. And it's been a while. I think the last time we met all here together to talk was last semester. And since then, we've kind of had a lot of major events. So specifically Clifford and I, it was the highly anticipated college application season. And I know Lily, you've been kind of navigating junior year and such. So I kind of want to start out this conversation just asking, how have you been? Like, how was that process for you, Clifford? This is our senior year, last year of high school. And Lily, like, do you have that anticipation of the college application in junior year and just how it's been? Well, I can go first. Um, the process has overall been pretty smooth, but it definitely wasn't as smooth as it could have been just with all the, the COVID um, complications, especially. One of my favorite parts of the process was being able to go out to visit schools. And those were actually probably the only trips I've done this entire pandemic. I, I went on a plane for the first time just to fly out to see some schools. Um, but as um, as the, I honestly don't remember what exactly was happening in the fall, it all kind of flies by, but whatever COVID event was happening then, I think it was Delta or something, it um, very much restricted um, what I was doing with my visits. So that definitely got in the way and was pretty irritating because I had a lot of visits scheduled and I had to cancel a lot of them. That was a whole mess. But overall, the, the process was pretty smooth and um, Trinity was in person um, the whole time. So that I was just going to school every day, same old schedule. And one thing we were actually hoping was that we would stick with a slightly more relaxed schedule, but went back to how it was before. So not a lot of sleep, but yeah, overall it's been pretty good. Nice. That's great to hear. Um, can't relate on the in-person school uh, front because Sophie and I obviously both mostly stay online. Um, so it's been pretty much the same for me, just more stressed than I thought I would be for junior year. But I mean, it's junior year, so what can you expect? Yeah, I feel that. Um for me, it's been kind of a whirlwind. So there's a lot of really, really great moments. Like I think in the summer is like the first time I went on a plane since COVID and just like visiting schools and stuff. In November, we had HOKO. And like Lily said, we're like mostly online because our school's online. But we have these like moments to like meet everyone in person. So that was really fun. But I think I have to relate on Lily about the stress. I think um, in junior year, I like kind of made a joke about like, oh, I have junioritis and stuff. And then first sem senior year hit, I'm like, okay, now this is like where I can see like why people have sort of senioritis, like that burnout. You have all of your like, coursework and it's arguably harder in a sense, just given that it's a higher level than what you've done in previous years. And then you have all of the college apps on top of that. So I think that's also contributed to a little bit of a hiatus. And then with COVID rampant, you're kind of stuck at home most of the times as well. Like in the beginning of the semester, I was like, oh, this is not bad. I feel like there's like hope or like I can do more stuff. But towards the end of the semester, I was like, um, Omnicron's kind of picking up and such. And I kind of have to stay home just to kind of protect me and my family and those around me. So definitely a lot of burnout, um, but it's been interesting just because 
like no last year we talked a lot in board box about like how the college app uh process kind of helps you reveal like like learn more about yourself so I did appreciate that I also do think there's a little bit of nerves about how to market yourself as well in this process but overall it's been very interesting and a whirlwind like I said and I guess that kind of leads me into I think I heard a lot about COVID and I mentioned Omicron I I think my biggest worry is that I'm not going to be going in person in the fall and I wonder like what's your guys's thoughts on that specifically and then like like the outlook you think, do you have hope that it will kind of turn around and how like people have been responding to it in general? I'm really worried about that too. Um, Because the previous few years of college have been very disrupted for the incoming freshmen. So I was really just feeling pretty confident this year would be better. Um, But now I'm not feeling that at all. It's not really from Omicron. It's just, I think there's going to be another variant after it. Like I've been, I've been talking to some people about it and like I was talking to my parents the other day and my, my dad was saying, you know, you should calm down. Like Omicron's going away. There's no problem here. Like everything's going to get back to normal. And I said like, yeah, it's going to get back to normal for about a month. And then there'll be another variant and then everything will happen over again. Um, so that, that, that's really what I'm worried about. But it's interesting to see what's happening at the high school level at Trinity because um, Trinity's still in person um, consistently, but they have been having um, more issues with COVID. Um, there was basically an outbreak um, before winter break that caused us to um, miss our Christmas chapel tradition, which would have had us all packed together in, um, in I think, Road of Shalom um, in New York City. It's a really nice celebration, but they just couldn't do it. Um, and for a while, they had a hybrid option where students who either had COVID or thought they might or had some contact tracing issue, they could stay at home and take classes um, on Zoom. But I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but they got rid of the option. I think it was just too difficult to implement. So now they're basically saying that there's um, maximum five-day quarantine, assuming the student stays negative. But I mean, missing those classes is very difficult. So I think Trinity's still trying to figure out what to do there. But the good news is I'm still in person. So yeah. I'm happy about that. But I'm worried about the future. I am worried about the future as well. I feel like Lily and I were both online schools, so we don't have that particularly. I know I, it's hard to get back into like my uh, extracurriculars that are mainly outdoor, like soccer and stuff. But you mentioned about like Trinity trying out hybrid, but then not going for it. I know UC Davis, um, I bet there's other schools as well, but I just have a lot of friends there that they were been talking about like how they're not going hybrid, they're going fully in person. And there's a lot of people that are really happy about that. But then there's also a lot of people that are like, how are you gonna minimize the spread? Or like, if I'm immunocompromised, how I'm gonna go to classes? Or if I'm sick, am I gonna miss tests or homework or something like that? So it's just really interesting to see just how back in March um, or like April-ish of 2020, we were very, very vigilant in closing down all the schools and everything like that. And I think we've gotten to a point where it seems like it's more normalized. Uh, we technically, I think, have more cases now and we're not even from the beginning of COVID and we're not even shutting down stuff. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I'm conflicted. I want to be in person, but I also want to minimize spread. And I'm just wondering your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, for me personally, um, I'm on online school all the time. So my perspective might be different than somebody who goes to brick and mortar school full time, but I 
do feel like there should be an option for people to stay at home, just like how there um, should be an option for people to go in person if they want to. Personally, if I was in that situation, I'd probably take the option to stay at home just because it's way too dangerous right now. It's been so crazy hearing um, people who are super close to me getting COVID, just my family, friends, um, people who live really close to my family, all quarantining, staying at home, getting tested and um, tests coming back positive. So I feel like it shouldn't have to be mandatory for people to have to be exposed to such a dense amount of people at school. I don't know. It just, it seems a little bit ridiculous to um, force people to actually have to do that because that just perpetuates the problem we're having right now. I think that that's part of the issue at Trinity too, since there you can basically only get your high school experience if you go in person. And I'm not, I'm not really sure about what you would do if you're immunocompromised or have some issue like that, or you have um, parents or grandparents in the household who couldn't really get COVID. I'm, I mean, I, I don't know anybody in that position, but I imagine that's really difficult. I don't see how you could get along like that at Trinity. And yeah, it sounds like that's what's happening um, here with this um, university too. But I think that to play devil's advocate here, one of the issues that you have to consider is like the experience of students who are going in person as well. And one of the issues at Trinity was that having that that hybrid learning option was, I mean, the teachers just, they didn't really know what to do with it. And part of that issue was Trinity. They had basically given a lot of their supplies as a donation to various public schools with the idea being that they wouldn't need them anymore, but then they still needed their stuff and the teachers weren't really prepared for it. And I wouldn't say it was anybody's fault necessarily, but we just weren't prepared for it. And it just wasn't a very good experience for anybody involved, even for the people at home. So I think that option only really works if it's done well. And I think if it's done well, it should happen. But I don't think everybody should be in person, but it's just a, a delicate balance there. I think schools need to do better with that. Yeah, the situation itself is like, it's really hard to pinpoint like what's right and wrong because I don't really think there is a right and wrong because I feel like what Lily and I have like our mentalities is that we are in a very well-established online school. So we're used to online learning and we're used to online learning done pretty well, I think. Um, but not all the schools have that opportunity because they're used to operating in person, which is completely normal and that's how it should work. But I think there's like this thing about like, Omicron, uh, Omicron is not that bad of a variant right now. Um, I think with the boosters, um, the death rate is kind of plummeting. It's not as bad to get it. It's kind of going to the point where it's similar to the flu in a sense. Like if you get it, it's not as threatening. Um, there's still like the risk of immunocompromised and stuff like that. But my biggest worry is that what happens if we get another variant, another mutation? Because that's how it works. You spread it around until it mutates in a sense. Um, and I don't think we're at a point where we have herd immunity. So it's just going to, it scares me because I've heard things about like Delta Cron or Fluorona or something like that, like all of these different variants. And it's just, yeah, I wonder if school's response and also our general like public response is really the right thing here like not going in hybrid at some places or like thinking it's fine because right now it is not as bad but 
is that going to inherently lead into something worse? And then eventually we're going to have to do this all over again. So I don't know. It's just a lot to consider. I mean, I think there's just some, some better steps that could be taken. And the great news is that a lot of them are actually being taken right now at Trinity. Um, and one thing that I didn't really like was that um, we weren't doing weekly or consistent testing for a while, but um, now there's a much more um, regimented testing program. We basically have, um, they call it pool testing, um, or it's basically like a, a spit test. That's, I think it's a PCR test. We do it every Tuesday. Um, and basically everybody has to submit their, their spit for it. And then they send it off to a lab and analyze it. And theoretically they should catch anybody that's positive. But now they're also doing mandatory um, rapid tests um, twice a week, basically. So there's a lot of testing and that makes me feel a lot more comfortable coming to school. Um, and they've actually, they've, they've um, made the requirements about um, contact tracing a little bit more lenient. Um, Cause I think they were just realizing that so many students um, were staying home when there really wasn't much of a risk. Um, but I, I think one thing I'd like to see is just more enforcement of social distancing in the classroom and at lunch. Cause, and well, well one thing I've always said is that, you know, everything they do in general is great. Like we're always wearing masks and, you know, the classrooms are still basically socially distanced, but you get down to the cafeteria, you have um, all these unmasked people sitting right next to each other and just like talking loudly and, you know, being just as um, uncleanly as um, you'd expect a high schooler to be. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not really conducive to um, to safety there. But overall, I'd say it's it's pretty good. And I'd say they're doing a good job balancing it. I love that you brought up the cafeteria point because I had this exact same conversation with one of my friends who goes to a local school near um, near where I live. And it's a pretty big school. So they have hundreds of people just packed in the cafeteria at one time. And even if the kids sit outside, it's still a large amount of people just sitting there together, masks off, um, eating food. And just, I'm assuming germs going everywhere. Uh, so that's, you know, definitely a concern. Um, as much as I said, though, that schools should allow kids to be online um, or maybe even try the hybrid version, I think they do have quite a difficult job right now. It seems like whatever method they use doesn't really prevent COVID from spreading at all. I know a lot of my friends who are going to brick and mortar school, there's been quite a few asymptomatic cases that have spread to the students around them. And sometimes once you contract the virus, you don't exhibit symptoms um, until the until like a few days after. And even in those few days, you can be contagious. And also there's now talk about rapid tests not working. I have a ton of friends who pretty definitely, pretty much definitely have gone through COVID, but um, all of their rapid tests came back negative. So that's also a concern, feeling like you're safe and um, feeling as if you are safe for the people around you, but actually contracting the virus. So they, they have a difficult job on their hands. I don't necessarily know exactly how to answer that question because even for me personally, I feel like there is no one solution that will make everyone happy. I'm happy being online. Like for me, online school is fine. But um, for many people who have been used to that brick and mortar format, I can 100% understand why it's difficult to learn online as well. Yeah, I think what's the issue is that the solution is like 
too hard to enforce in a sense, I guess would be a way to think about it. But I think there's too many elements that are in play right now. Like you can control in school, but with the possibility being asymptomatic and stuff like that, or like having that weak gap and you can still contract it between it. You can't really control students outside of school. You don't know what they're doing. So for me, particularly, like, I always like had masks and stuff when I met people in person and everything like that. But social distancing was never enforced. And there's times where you would eat with your friends and stuff like that. And I feel like just people, it's just too hard to enforce that. Like, it's too hard to be like, okay, everyone sits alone six feet away. Um, And then if you are not six feet, you have to have a mask or something like that. And it's hard to like change the entire infrastructure of the school to support more social distancing options because schools built how it was. We never had that idea of like that a pandemic was going to happen. And yeah, it's just a lot of things to enforce. But I feel like I guess what's going on is that masks are becoming more normalized, which is nice. I remember And I think it's still an issue at times, but I know a lot of more people are just more used to the idea of wearing a mask to places and for long durations of time. So that's probably one of the easiest and best steps to do. Um, They're developing rapid testing and everything like that. It's just, it's really hard. And I guess, I wonder if we're ever gonna get to that point of being normal or is it just gonna keep on peaking? That's gonna be like, almost like a cosine curve, curve or something, a sine curve. It's just going to go up and down, up and down. Um, I hope it will get normalized, but I, I guess, how are you guys feeling about that? Like, do you see a hope or are you just kind of mentally prepared to deal with this for a while? I mean, I, I think I, I see hope. The hope isn't that COVID is going to go away forever. The hope is just that we're going to have better ways to deal with it. I'm already seeing like new treatment methods from Pfizer and. Um, other companies working on it. There's undoubtedly going to be better vaccines, um, vaccines for each of the variants. Um, technology's only going to improve there. I think that the hope I see is basically just learning to cope with it and um, making it not be a threat to us. I just, I don't think there's any chance that it's going to go away from what I've heard. It's basically bound to become just an endemic disease like the other ones. But I mean, the, the hope is that as with many other diseases, it's going to be very treatable and hopefully they're won't be, I mean, there's probably gonna be some deaths, you can't completely eliminate that, but hopefully it won't be quite as as deadly as it is now and result as many hospitalizations and we'll kind of get back to life as normal with just a new disease in our midst. I think for me, it's like, it's like having that hope, but also like the changing your own personal mindset about when is it going to become like when is COVID going to become like the flu? Like when I'm going to be feel comfortable, like hang out with people without a mask or something or doing like these super simple things that I just never appreciated before COVID until now. Um, when are we going to like not care too much about social distancing? Or is this just so ingrained in our daily habits now that we're going to live with that fear? Because Right now, I feel like I could never really shake off that fear of like, oh my God, I'm going to get COVID or I'm going to get sick. I should wear my mask. I should social distance. And I, it's so weird just thinking back to the time when I never had to worry about that. 
I know it's only been two years, but two years is kind of a long time. We're entering our third year as well. Um, so yeah, just living with that fear is just something that I don't know when it's going to change. And I don't know if it's going to ever really change. We're going to see how it goes. It's going to take a long time, I think. A couple kind of um, funny places where that's popped up for me is um, one place is like I've had nightmares about coming into social situations and then forgetting my mask or like just suddenly realizing that I don't have my mask. And, and that was more towards the beginning of the pandemic. But um, that's that just kind of um, that's just showing like the fear that we all have. But um, it's, it's a bit funny, though, because um, when I'm I'm sure everybody else can relate to this. But when I'm watching um, movies, like before the time of, I mean, really just any movie, like if I see a large crowd of people without masks, I like my fear levels start rising up. I start like, like I almost like tell them sometimes like put on your masks. Like it's just, it's so difficult to watch like unmasked people indoors in movies. Like it's, it's just like, we've just been, um, just been exposed to a very different way of living now. It's honestly, it's, it's a safer way of living. Um, so I think it might be a good way to, to switch to in the future, like maybe movies in the future are just going to um, have a lot more masks, but it's it's still just very weird to see that. And it just shows how how much we've been conditioned to know this new normal is kind of what we what we're just used to. Yeah, I've, I've had those share of experiences. I feel like in my movie theaters, the one I usually go to, they're like, oh, wear a mask inside. But then like everyone's eating popcorn. So like not really gonna happen and my mom's like sitting next to me freaking out I was like oh my god don't eat your popcorn wait till after and I totally get her fears because she's probably a little more immunocompromised than I would it be just given my age but yeah it's just like it's funny to see that like some people are like ready to just jump right back in and then some people are taking a lot slower I think I'm one person that's taking it more slow it's just of course, with Omicron and stuff, but um, before when there was like this kind of, I feel like there was like this period where it seemed like it was getting pretty, like the cases were dropping, didn't have that old variant. We had all of our vaccines and stuff like that. So during that time period, I just, I didn't really have too much hope for it changing. And I was kind of proven right. Not, this is the only time where I'm like, I don't really want to be right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're just going to see how it goes. And there's a lot to talk about in terms of like public perception and how kind of, I guess I won't get into it, but like COVID's been using, like turned into like a political issue. That's a whole separate thing. So one thing I'm wondering is what you two think life is going to be like a year from now in January, 2023. Um, we've had, um, a pretty wild ride these past two years and there's been a lot of moments where we think things are getting better and they're not. And there've been a lot of predictions that have been completely false. So I'm just wondering, like, where do you think we're going to be in the next year? What do you think is going to happen? So instead of making a prediction, I'm going to just state what I hope will happen because I don't really think predictions make too much of a difference now. Um, they change like every other day. So it's unfortunate, but it is what it is now. It's the uncertainty of the pandemic. I think. Um, there's a more pessimistic way of looking at it. I've heard some people say that we may never go without wearing masks. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I mean, that is a possibility. We might still be wearing masks. We might still be in quarantine, um, social distancing and staying at home in 2023. But 
more so what I hope um, we can do is at least go out and not feel fear, even if we do have to wear a mask. Um, I mean, Omicron, I, I've been hearing different things, like some people saying, oh, just get it. it. It doesn't make too much of a difference. It's just, it's not even as bad as the flu. And then other people who've really been struggling with it. I think for me personally, I want at least some certainty on the virus itself. <laughs> I hope it will stabilize to a point where even if it does exist, at least we'll know more about it and know more about how to actually treat it. Um, because right now it just seems like either you have the stance where you're either just going to stay home and um, be in the comforts of your own house and know that you'll be entirely safe, or you can go out and risk it, which likely if you do get it, you may or may not have symptoms. They might or not, might not be severe. It's just too unpredictable at the moment. I think in short, I want some more predictability and certainty. That's, that's it. I like that. And I also like how you said that it's hard to make a prediction, but we can just say what we hope because I think that's the best we can do. I think I share a lot of your kind of thoughts there, Lily. I just, I want it. I want, I mean, I guess the hope, most hopeful thing is that uh, COVID becomes like the flu. We get a vaccine every season and stuff like that. And it's manageable. We don't really give too much second thought about it. Really know if it's going to happen like that. Um, just given the past two years, it's really hard to like predict. I do think technology and our response towards COVID is getting a lot better, um, a lot more, I guess, accurate in a sense, given the testing and stuff like that. But it's really hard to see like if we get a mutation that's even worse than Delta and even worse than the original mutation, like, are we gonna be able to handle that as well? So I hope that it gets more normalized. Uh, for me, um, I guess I hope that college is in person and I can go in person without fear of getting sick really, or at least like I had no measures to prevent that. And yeah, I guess, very similar. I don't really, it's really hard to make these predictions when everything's up in the air, both my own like personal life, given that I'm going to college and starting a new chapter and also in the sense of COVID, given that it's very unpredictable of a virus, just seeing how it's been the last two years. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Clifford? Yeah. So I think what I hope is pretty similar, I'd say like that we kind of um, get used to it and um, develop good treatments and better vaccines. And like, I, I think that's just, that's the most realistic thing too. And I think in terms of variants, I'm, I'm obviously scared of a worse variant, but what I think is going to happen is that the variants are just gonna become more contagious and less deadly, um, which would be really helpful for um, just um, getting accustomed to it in society. And I think probably by the end of the year, we're gonna be in a place where we're, we're probably still going to be wearing masks and um, still doing like some of the same things we're doing now, which are probably just better things to do anyways. Like we're just going to be a more just safe um, species and like more aware of our germs and contamination and all that. But I, I think I, I genuinely think this isn't going to be a major issue next year. Um, we'll probably come up with something new to think about knowing humanity, but um, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah. And another thing that's so interesting is that this is going to like forever be in our history books. And 
I never thought I was ever going to live through like some major, major historical event like a pandemic. Um, but guess what? We're all part of history. So I hope eventually that it does become like completely history and we're not living in it. Um, of course, we're going to still have it. It's just not going to be as severe and as drastic as like lockdowns and stuff like that. But I'm hoping that it just becomes a little bit more normal. So yeah, uh, we're very, very excited to be back after our hiatus and I hope we are pretty consistent this semester. So you'll be hearing from us. Thank you so much for listening to The Board Box with Sophie, Clifford and Lily. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts or please leave us a review on iTunes. Be sure to join us in two weeks for another episode of Blurred Box. We'll release episodes every other Sunday this semester. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and questions, which you can email to blurredbox88 at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at blurredbox for the latest updates. And a shout out to our amazing video and audio editors, um, Jiayun Zhang and Moshe Krause. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you.